Hello guys, welcome to the sports debate. It is March 9th, 2020, and we are in the beautiful, sunny, extravagant, lovely, touristy Miami Shores. Miami Shores. Don't gas, don't gas it up. Within a mile radius, so they know And, well, thanks for that downpour, Stephen. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Dominique. I am accompanied today by Stephen Wordy. Yeah, yeah. And Jonathan, Mr. Moose Nunez. Yeah. Sadly, Bryce couldn't make it today. And, uh, neither can Brian. Brian's on the IR right now. My money rules the world, is what we're trying to say. Amen to that. Uh, guys, how was your spring break? Don't buy too fast. It could be better for me, personally, uh, due to basketball reasons, but I have no complaints, you know. It, it was overall good. I got a lot more conditioning than I expected to get done over winter break. I mean, spring break. So, yeah, well, that's good news. What are your conditioning sessions like, may I ask? I just do a mile run, try to try to keep it with under under ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was yeah, just trying to keep myself in shape, trying to look good naked. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Is that not a good life goal? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. If that's what you want to strive for, yeah. Yes, easily. Listen, guys. Um, it's been a wonderful spring break. Hopefully, you guys have the same type of vibe I get. But it seems like you guys are off to a good pace. Now we're back to school, like in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, good news, though, was, uh, my class for Monday and Wednesday um, both got canceled already. The teacher's going off to a conference, so shout out to my teacher. Oh, my yeah. classes, they said I don't even got to come no more, basically. <laughs> they was like, look, with the corona, coronavirus going around, they were like, the attendance is done. The attendance is not mandatory. And I was like, okay, all right. Say what? No problem. Oh, say this. And let's go back to the world of sports. What's going on, dog? Uh, well, well, Stephen, today, well, this month is March. To some people, to some people, it's just another month. To sports fans, it's probably the best time of their lives. Specifically, college sports fans. Specifically, college sports fans. Yes. There's a lot of goodness coming out right now. I feel like March is usually the biggest one. I would say it's one of the biggest ones for sports in general. Yeah, overall, because we do have the sort of NBA playoffs, if not the end of the regular season for the NBA. And then, of course, mm-hmm. March Madness, which I believe is what you're trying to segue into, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's not forget, uh, spring training is also... Spring training, yes! Uh, and the Astros look spooked. Okay. Uh, and they're spooked because I believe every other game they've just been beamed. I mean, they've been beamed, and they don't know what the pitches look like, so it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> nice joke for you to say. Yes, sir. The madness. The madness. The madness. The, the madness. madness. Good madness. The madness. The Mad Hatter syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, given the fact that we grew up and we watched March Madness and grew up with the sport for, for most of us, mm-hmm. I just wanted to press back at your guys' favorite March Madness moments. And it could be from any time. Well, I, I think one of the most memorable ones of all time is 16 over 1. Oh, yeah. Two 
uh, seasons ago, which was Virginia losing to, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Was it, wasn't it Harvard? Hartford? Harvard. No, it wasn't Harvard. Harvard's, I believe. No, yeah, but they don't, I could have, no, I, no, no, I could no. definitely make the join. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. Shout out to my boys, Harvard. They okay. were, no, no, but they, uh, it, it was um, not even, like, it was the lowest mid-major ever, but, yeah, that was the first time in all of NCAA history that the number one seed would lost to the number 16 seed in the tournament, which there's been very close encounters. You know, Kansas has had a couple scares in the past. Um, you know, North Carolina, Kentucky at one time, but... Was last year Loyola? Or was... No, last year Virginia won. So no, I'm saying Loyola was the, the, the sleeper that made it beat. Yeah, Loyola, yeah. But they were like 14 seed. Let me see. So I'm going to look that up. But overall, it's... I believe the record... Um, is 129 to 1 in terms of 1s beating 16s. And so, yeah, so. I mean. UMBC, that's who it was. UMBC. Yeah, so 2018, yes. That was the first time ever. <sighs> a miracle upset. And, but then the funny thing is, you know, a year later, they end up being national champions. So, who really benefited from that? I'm not, I'm not sure, really. Um, question about that game in particular was that you mentioned it being special in history. Yeah. As it was the first time ever a 16 seed had been a number one seed. I assume that's the uh, the biggest upset. Uh, <laughs> arguably, yes. Okay. There has been times when Duke, who has been a second seed, they did lose to Mercer, I believe, back in 2015. That was a huge upset. That was a much memorable play, obviously. Um, another one I like to mention in terms of just most memorable for me was uh, the Kansas Memphis game for the national championship. Oh, uh, that was that was a beautiful game from start to finish. You know, especially the end of regulation, Mario Chalmers clutch three point shot to bring it to overtime, and then they end up winning an OT. I don't remember the score; it was so far back. But that Memphis team was led by Derek Rose. That was argu that's arguably one of the best national championship games, as well as the I believe the last time all four number one seeds in each region had made the final four, because it was Memphis, Kansas, UNC, and I believe Gonzaga, or no no Georgetown. I can't remember. Hey, that uh, that year you you got me beat. Yeah. I think <laughs> I don't know when that was going on. E Rose got drafted in one oh seven oh eight. Yeah, so that was a lot like ago. nine, ten. <laughs> so, that's ten years, bro. That's a wow. That's ten years. Imagine that, right? Wait, I mean, no, that's twelve years. I mean, but I'm saying it's like, oh, oh yeah, this has been ten years. It's been a long, long time. It's a long, long time. Yeah. But those those two are really the most memorable for me. You know, there's been other great games and great moments, but those two really have stand out to me the most. Okay. Well, what about you, Stephen? All right. Um. Uh, UNC winning, UNC top. winning, UNC nah, winning. Um, the, uh, <laughs> big UNC fan, I feel it. Uh, big one is, um, well, of course, the UNC uh, Nova game where we had the two crazy buzzer beaters. Um, another thing would be the uh, Steph Curry's Davidson run when he was in um, at Davidson. Uh, Jimmer's BYU run when he was at BYU. Jimmer And, and uh, Doug's, uh, Doug's run while he was at Creighton. Doug McDermott. Oh. Those are three great... Three great scores. UCLA was also the fourth number one seed that made the final four. Okay. Yeah. How about um? And um, well, I'm gonna say uh. No, 
Thanks, John. Thanks. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say something else to kind of jog memory. How about uh, Gordon Hayward and his run with uh, oh, Butler? Oh, but, 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 Butler. Butler. Back to back. Yeah, David did. That was yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Now look at them reunited. <laughs> and it feels so good. Yeah, that was a, that's a great run. Um, golly, I have one more. I really did have one more, and I was like, oh, Syracuse. Um, the the Malachi's uh, run, Malachi Richardson, where he basically took uh, Syracuse to the Final Four two, 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 three years ago. Is that with Melo or no? No, it was on Melo. No, Melo was like oh two. Okay. No, oh, you're saying Malachi. two or three years ago? Yeah, two or three years oh, ago. Okay. Two, three years ago. Malachi Richardson. Basically, seeing all they were a low seed. I think they were at least under eleven. They were either eleven or lower. And then, yeah, they ended up making the final four. I believe. I think that's the year, the first year UNC won, and then we lost to uh, Nova after that. You know, won again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What you uh, got, Mr. John? Um. Well, given my vast knowledge, of course, you know, you can say that we're quotations or not, but I'll say. <laughs> Were you going to say D'Angelo Russell? How no. beautiful he played in the tournament? <laughs> no. That should have been a person you said you fake Ohio no, State fan. No, 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 no. Anyways, continue. I was going to say uh, Syracuse and the run with they had with Carmelo Anthony. Okay. So another Syracuse memory. Just probably that was the most Lustig? memorable. No, no, no. no. That was at least yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, so yeah, that was the, 20, that was the 2003 draft. So that was you the win? Hmm? You were how old? That was, well, <laughs> that was the 0203 season, so I'm presuming you're born in '96. I was born '98. '98. Yes, sir. You were young. Yes, yes I was sir. like uh, four or five around that time, also. Yeah. I was. I was. You six, know, instead of saying Kobe at the time, I was saying Melo in my diapers, but I don't think I was saying anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had a pacifier in your mouth. Maybe. Shoot. Oh, another. Uh, Kind of memory, I was never there and stuff, but just because of how just the impact it had, yeah, just uh, how how legendary it was and the impact it had overall, not just in terms of basketball, but because of the coach was the '85 uh, NC State run with um, with uh, Jimmy Valvano, the you know cardiac kids out of nowhere. They won the whole tournament. They beat basically everybody, everyone, like all these superstars, you know. Patrick Ewing, Dominic Wilkins, you know, all these legendary players. And I think they kept, no, not the commitment, well, whatever. They just beat legendary players at the legendary players. And it was, it's considered one of the greatest runs of all time, if not the greatest, because A, they weren't, I don't, I don't think they were a top AC, they, or they might have just been top eight, because I, if I'm correct, they had just won their, the ACC tournament just to squeak in by for an automatic bid. Which they beat Virginia and Virginia. If you watch the, if you watch the um, the thirty for thirty series, which I believe is called Cardiac Kids, it's a fantastic thirty for thirty series. Um, they were, I believe, eighteen and ten going to the tournament or the AC the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they took care of that business, barely made it into the NCAA tournament as an automatic bid, and just won, won. But every game was within single digits, less than five points, if I'm correct before the final game into the Final Four, you know? So the Elite Eight game was their only, oh, okay, this is fine, whatever. They ended up beating the number one overall seed who was had the most, who had the highest offensive points per game. And I think they were getting close to 100 points per game, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Pretty yeah. incredible if you ask No, me. no, and ju- just also Jimmy Valvano and like his legacy and everything at NC State, just everything about that was just magical and the impact it had. So I think, I, obviously I wasn't there, but that's definitely one of the most... NC State beat uh, Houston. Houston. Houston led by Clyde Drexler. Clyde, Clyde to Clyde Drexler, that's what it was. Thank you for the... Oh, game. and... They had a team too. They, see, I told you they had a. It was a stacked Houston team. And then they, yeah, and then they both randomly ended up in Houston together. I know. <laughs> Go on, Clyde. Went, did no, Clyde ended up in Houston. No, I, yeah. think, I think Clyde ended up in Houston, but didn't he start in Seattle? Yeah. Portland. Portland. That's he started in Portland. He started in Portland and then maybe a trade, but yeah. But no, that run is considered one of the most legendary of all time, and I I recommend anyone who hasn't seen that Thirty for Thirty of Jimmy Valvano and NC State. Recommend that's one of my favorites. Obviously, I put UM the you know the two UM documentaries up there before them because biasness. But regardless, NC State is phenomenal. I I highly recommend anyone watching that. And that's a thirty for thirty. That's a thirty for thirty. Shout out to ESPN for throwing out so many great thirty for thirties. Thanks. I would like to also bring up a Fab Five. (gasps) Okay. And uh, the the heartbreaking timeout that was called. By uh, Weber? By Chris Weber, they lost them, you know. I mean, at the same time, like, Chris Weber was basically leading that team in almost every other category. Oh, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm definitely not saying it's his fault. Because I watched watched that 30 for 30 over and over again just to witness that same man throwing his hand up like this. So I I think that's one of the most debilitating, well, stat picture to his whole entire career. No matter how good you think he is, no matter how... Positive how he led the yeah. Kings team. People are still going. Yeah, no, he actually did a good job when he went to the NBA. He put up some good numbers for the Kings. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Sixers too. Yeah. Would yeah, you yeah, say yeah, the Warriors? say the Warriors too as well? Or was that? I think um, that was really late. Yeah, really late. Too late. Okay. Yeah. Probably just solid numbers at best, but yeah. Not as much of an impact. Okay. No, 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 definitely not. But yeah, no, the Fat Five. By the way, no one likes Duke. No one likes Christian Leitner. Not even no no they they said it there's actually another documentary about Christian Leitner that's called I hate Christian Leitner. No one liked Christian Leitner. Bro, it's the fact that people hated Christian Leitner. That's why I, I legit like why why did uh, people hate him? He was just he was like he was literally like picture like Bill Lambier but like worse. Basically, so in terms of physicality, like no, not just that he was just an a hole, yeah, biggest trash talker. He had this. This aura about like he was a rich white kid, like he, he seemed like he had a silver spoon up where the sun don't shine. I'm really oh. sure. yeah. So he, he was. It seemed like he was spoiled. He was a brat. He was privileged in every sort of way, and he, like you could probably just look at him and just realize you hate him. Even his teammates, like that's what the thirty for thirty was like. And his the, the, the like the Duke teammates, like yeah, I, I hate to play with him. I hate it when in practice, everything. And he's considered one of the great Duke players of all time. If not oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir, that guy right there. Yeah. I don't know what he did in the NBA. <laughs> Beats me what he did in the NBA. No, but his, his Duke career definitely yeah. no, that's molded him. He's kind of like a Tyler Hansbrough, you know. Insane. He's going to be known for college in the NBA. I mean, I, but I can definitely agree with that. I remember Tyler Hansbrough. I mean, Tyler Hansbrough being in it. Well, that's because you know we were there when Tyler Hansbrough. Uh, Christian Lehner was like you said back in the '80s in college, and then while we were being born, he finished his NBA career at best. 
I've never even seen like a Leitner highlight. <laughs> I've never even seen a highlight with Leitner in it, like him getting dunked on. Yeah, getting crossed oh, up, yeah. and him setting the screen. Yeah. Even just on the bench going, yeah, yeah just job, clapping guys. around. There's no NBA like, footage. I don't him. think I've seen any NBA footage of Chris. It's like he's bad from the NBA. Yeah, basically. Oh, he's so. the Pete Rose. Yeah, I've heard something in regards to Barry Bonds. He said he feels like MLB gave him the death sentence. Oh, uh, they gave Pete Rose the death sentence by, you know. I mean, but like, you gotta look, 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 look at it like this. It's Pete Rose. And then there's like it's like P Rose and it's like well, P, P Rose is the all-time <laughs> there's a ladder. P Rose <laughs> P Rose is the all-time hits leader, and has I think an over an over three hundred average, which is fantastic. No, but I'm saying and like, like in, in terms of scandal, like his scandal oh, is like low compared to like better yeah. team. All right, PDs, and you, you broke a couple records. They're like ooh, mm-hmm. sure. Let's uh get him out of here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any any more uh, interesting moments? In no, in, in terms of I guess in terms of March Madness, yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna be you know kind of you know beating around the bush, being joking and all that, and say that since you mentioned Fab Five, um, Michigan lost yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it Saturday? In uh, the conference pro- championship. Pro- I don't think that it might have been the final yeah. game to determine the conference champion of the regular season, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I believe I believe this weekend and there's next, a Big Ten matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's probably that. So if I'm correct, this weekend and next weekend yeah, are starting conference tournaments. So then that's when the uh, what twenty four, twenty five automatic bids will happen. Correct. Yeah, and then you know everything's up to committee. The final week of March, then we have the first week of March. You know, it's funny, because like the majority of the tournament doesn't really start until after like, March. Yeah, late March. But like April Madness doesn't sound April like April Madness doesn't sound as smooth as March Madness. It's the the alliteration. Yeah. April Yeah, we gotta figure out what, what's a syn- <laughs> what's a synonym for madness? That starts with the A. But yeah. The April Asylum. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, that that Ooh. Okay, madness. You're on to something, buddy. Make sure to trademark that. Yeah. There's a C right there. If you don't see me speaking, there's a C at the end of everything I say. It's yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure to put that in. And, well, yeah. What are you going to say, Moose? No, I'm just trying to look for a oh, you, you, you guys lost to Michigan State the same day that uh, Michigan lost to Maryland. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, buddy. Shout out to UM for beating Syracuse on a on senior night and not being complete trash. <laughs> shout out yeah, to, shout last, to the Kings. Our last game was a loss, so I can't even be like, hey, we're happy. I, I feel like we beat we beat uh, who do we beat Wake Forest before we lost. I, I feel like UNC is still going to make a really good run in the tournament, though. I don't know why. I think we're making the tournament, bro. No, no, no. I'm in, I'm in the ACC tournament. I don't think we're. Good. I'm so scared. <laughs> Well, I I'm gonna have words like there's no words for me to put. He's came back and our we're not playing like that much better. Cole Anthony helped is open as a lot, but he's not like you know he's, he's not Jesus. Yeah, basically. Okay. Like he's not coming in like hands girl. I mean, he did <laughs> seem like that coming in. 
Oh, trust me. Yeah, what? Yeah, 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 that's how everybody looks when your team is healthy. You don't. Your your star player doesn't miss any time. Everything's flowing properly. Yeah, everything flows the right way. Like, trust me, that's how things are supposed to go. You know, we're supposed to be a winning team. <laughs> but sometimes things don't happen. Yeah, yeah, with the Ohio State factor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on to the next topic. Thank you. Before you keep roasting me. We're on to the NFL. Yeah, NFL. And well, I mean, I listed this under NFL, but we're going to talk about the scouting combine. Yeah. Um, draft combine, but yeah. Draft combine, yeah. scouting combine, yeah. Uh, who caught your eye? Oh, that linebacker. Oh my God, I do not know his name, but that linebacker. From uh, Iowa. Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Uh, beats me what his name is, but the numbers that he was putting up were ridiculous. Um, yeah, he ran like a 4-3. Oh, okay. You know, I yeah, run for I think you're in Wait, linebacker or offensive line? Nah, he was a linebacker. Oh, okay, okay. They was everybody was talking he, about he that. Legit, he legitly had. It might be him. He legitly had like the best. Hold up. So day for linebacker. linebacker. Hey, I got. I got you. We're looking at forty yard dash, right? Looking at all everything. He was at least. Oh, about. Isaiah Sims from Clemson. Yes. There so you go. and I'll look this up right now because I got it right there. So you ran a four point three nine as a linebacker. Yep. Point one wait one hundredth of a second behind the recent best in uh, Griffin back in twenty eighteen. His bench was actually I don't know what his bench was. Uh, let's see, Bird Jump. I think it was Broad Jump that he actually let in. Uh, yeah. He probably didn't. I don't think he did bench from what. No, no, he uh, uh, yeah, looked that up right now. No, he didn't do bench, but he had a thirty nine inch vertical. And what seems to be second in 132 inches in the broad jump. So that dude was explosive. This guy's a freak. We need him. Actually, no, we don't need him. Packers don't need him, but I wish. Yeah. He was th- he was tied for third in vert in vert jump, and first in 40 yard, third in vert jump, and second in broad jump. And then yeah, he decided to skip everything else. That's the guy. What about you, Moose? Me, I well, I had two players, so you know, I had had a handful of players that I was hoping to, you know, for them to really blow up during the um, during the NFL comp, the draft combine, and the main one I want to talk about is Tristan Wirfs. This dude is from Iowa, you know, and this is arguably one of the one of the better years for offensive linemen. You know, you have Bama's uh, Jedrick Wills and Georgia's Andrew Thomas. You know, shout out to SEC Bryce. We still love you. Well done. Yeah. And he's always been shown to have, you know, explosive speed and quickness uh, throughout the season, throughout his career. And this was like the most perfect time to prove it. And he proved it. This dude, in, he, he was first in not only the 40-yard dash, but the vert and broad jump. He had a 4.85 in his 40-yard dash, a 36.5-inch vert, and a 121-inch uh, broad jump. This dude has leg power unbeknown to mankind. And this, okay, by the way, he's 6'4", 322. That is scary to see a, a man be ex- that explosive with that much weight on him. 6'4", 322. Yeah. That, that dude's scary. Uh, additionally, he also had, uh, he, he was fifth in a cone drill with a uh, 7.65 in terms of offensive lines. And he was seventh in the twenty-yard shuffle with four point six eight um, 
4.68 in seconds. Now I do I am a little upset with his uh with his bench, who which he had 24. You know I was hoping for you know high 20s low 30s from him. He he got close to 25 but he kind of he, he wasn't able to finish it out so that's why. But in in terms of other offensive linemen, the the leader which I can't remember he benched. By the way, for people that don't know, when doing the bench, it's you got it's as many reps as you can of 225 pounds. And the win, not the winner, but the top performer offensive lineman benched 225 pounds 44 times. So, yeah. Wait, 200, how many? <laughs> it's 25 pounds. 44? 44 times. Which is not even the all-time record. What's his 1RM then? I don't know. It's 1RM. It must, must be like... Probably 500. Yeah, minimum. No, no. It's like 500 for his right arm alone. So, I am a little upset that Tristan didn't bring that power in the upper body, but all that explosive power and speed should really boost them to maybe being the top offensive line, maybe even top 10 draft pick for this year's draft. And then also, for my other one, is Jordan Love. Jordan Love is considered one of the... Jordan Love is from Utah State. Now, he has, he has insane... You know, mobility and athleticism, and he's able to expen- uh, extend plays. His arm strength is arguably the best. His accuracy, accuracy though, should be better. And and he has he did throw, if I'm correct, 17 interceptions from la- last season. But his 40-yard his dash was 4.74, which was 7th. He is 2nd in, ver- in uh, vertical jump at 35.5 inches. He was fifth in the broad jump, 118, which, by the way, think about that. Uh, a 322-pound man out-broad jumped a quarterback. Out-broad jumped a 224-pound man by three inches. That is, that's, what, that's why I'm saying Tristan really showed up, and that's what really caught my eye. You know, and then he also had other good stats. You know, he was sixth in the uh, three-cone drill at 721. And his 20-yard shuttle, uh, shuffle was 4.52. So he really showed that um, that he was athletically gifted. He was able to make all his, you know, make all his movements. He has the quickness, the speed, the change of speed, which is one of the main things. And I think he really showed, and also that ex- extra explosiveness in that bird jump was also surprising. Now the main thing is to before I make him, you know, very high value is will his IQ change. But that's, you know, that's just constant experience, experience, experience. But those two, in my opinion, were two very, very explosive and very uh, um, eye-catching results. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Um, For me, at least, I would say at least two people that caught my eye. Um, I'm going to have to go with Steve initially. Um... My first pick would be Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, linebacker from Clemson. Um, phenomenal speed. I mean, the fact that you're 6'4", 238, and your 40-yard dash is 4.39 is something that's amazing. I mean, also looking at his other drills, light on the feet, have a lot of body control, and is able to get to the ball. So that's something you really want to look at a linebacker. Especially somebody of his statue size. Yeah, so, by the way, Isaiah Simmons was tied for seventh fastest in the combine at four point thirty nine, as a linebacker. You know he was a second behind two wide receivers, 
two seconds behind a safety and you know behind other well-known people by like less than three five seconds so that dude ran mm -hmm. so major props to him yeah i think the speed is what pretty much sets him apart from the rest of the cast mm -hmm. pretty much increases job uh his draft stock um and that'll be my analysis of Isaiah Simmons. Uh, next up, I picked uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, man, is 6'1", 193, from Alabama. And at a young age of 20, he gave out oppressive numbers. 4.35 at the 40-yard dash and a 98.4 in the speed score. Mm, that sounds quite impressive, yeah. It is. And, um... I think him and C.D. Lamb and Higgs, I'm sorry, uh, Henry Riggs, correct me if I'm saying his name wrong, but they pretty much caused a lot of controversy because not all of them particularly uh, did well in some of their combine scores, but you know, given the fact that there are some certain players nowadays that don't even have scores like them or had worse scores shows that it's pretty much, you got to let the game do the talking and not no, let no, the stats do the talking. I think that the combine can show, like, your max output, but, and it also helps out with some of the players that are kind of not, uh, not shown on a regular basis on national TV, you know, some of the lower name players. That's Just why... It's that exposure. Yes, I think, that's why I, I, that's why I kind of looked at two players, you know, from Iowa and Utah State, who, you know, they didn't get a lot of exposure throughout the year and they weren't really considered but they performed well in their own field A and B you know the, that combine was that extra little push of exposure that can maybe get them a, a couple of extra higher spots to get more eyes on them I think that's one of the number one things you primarily go at least to go to the combine for exposure and just to see what you have as an individual mm -hmm. but I mean a huge topic that's been trending whether it be on Twitter, social media, etc. because I follow nothing but analytics people and podcasts mm -hmm. they mentioned that um that we should at least people nowadays coaches etc. fans we should stop looking at the numbers and just go straight on to the performance of the player because Analytics can only do so much, but you know, sometimes you gotta go with your gut instinct as a human and not go by the numbers, but the feeling of the player itself too. That's what Belichick did. So he went to go uh, visit. Yeah, that, uh, that DN, right? Yeah, DN wasn't he like a? Was he even a Division One DN? I think it was. Uh, a low, uh, I think it was a low D one. Uh, like mid major D one. Yeah. Yeah. He went and Belichick was out there by himself, just scouting him. Yeah, so I well, think Bleacher yeah, Report well, put I, that. Yeah, Belichick is on a different level, so, you know. But I, I do kind of agree that the numbers can only take you so far. But the numbers do, you know, show something. You know, if if the guy, if you're looking at just numbers, like, they actually do tell a lot of the story. You know, that if, you, if you're looking for someone with quickness and speed over power, you got to look at certain numbers, yeah. Um, you know, what happens in game is completely different, but at least these, these guys, in terms of what the numbers show you... They have some type of footing to it. Exactly. Like, for example, like the, when Tristan um, Wirfs, like I said, had a 20, he benched 225 24 times, which is still impressive, 
But that upper body strength... That's around the average, isn't it? Uh, I think that was just like, you know, 15th, like just outside the top 15. I think he was like 17th, 18th. But, you know, when looking at upper body strength, which does help you out a lot in, in terms of offensive linemen, you know, you're going to be like, you know, maybe I don't want this guy, but if you look at all his other numbers of quickness, speed, how well he uses his hands, his lower bodies to get underneath the defensive back and bring them out, then that's good. Mm-hmm. But if you want someone with just raw power, you go with a guy that benched 225 44 times. Got you. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, you, it's, it's got to be a mixture of both. You can't just go all... Um, Numbers. All numbers or all video. Because yeah, like 50 50. Yeah, like highlight tapes. Everyone can look good on highlight tape. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But if you look at like the whole film, it's not. It, it might be worse. You can, you can see something that it's like, oh, this guy is only, one, is only guarding one guy. That's the slowest, heaviest dude, and he's doing a great job. But as soon as a quicker defender goes on him, he's done for. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What you said um, in terms of evaluation on the player, it kind of brings me back to what I did last weekend. Uh, I was doing the uh, Ohio State. I'm sorry, not Ohio State. Just, just say Ohio State. <laughs> just, just stick with it. Stick Orange with it. Bowl High School Football Showcase that they had over the weekend. And I got to see a lot of football players and evaluate them, so to say. I also got the chance like to talk scouting? to hmm? Like scouting? Uh, just mentally, it's not oh, like, okay, I have, like okay. a clipboard doing evaluations myself. Actually, man, the uh, the vertical jump station. So, oh, got to see some of the vertical leap of some of these athletes who are in their senior year already graduated, mm-hmm. trying to make a impressive showcase to the colleges that came out. Mm-hmm. And one person in particular stood out to me the most. There's this person um, from Broward. He was, I would say, 6'3", 6'4", 200... As a high schooler? Well, he graduated. Oh, he graduated. Okay, that makes sense. But <laughs> two, <laughs> two, I'm sorry. 235, 225. He was big. And he was jacked. I but, mean, you know, 6'4", 225, that's... And a linebacker. That's a, that's a, that's a well-built man. Yeah, uh, so he went to my station, the vertical jump station. We had ours listed at, I think, 8.5. Mm-hmm. He cleared it. First try. First try. First jump, he cleared the entire thing. Nice. Went up to a red 12, cleared it. Yeah, we moved it up to 9, and he still reached the red. That is scary. Now, you know, I was why, talking... Why are they feeding kids now? That I don't know, I don't know. Five years ago. I don't know what they're feeding this boy. I'm telling you, it's the internet. These kids got, got a grasp on the internet and it just gave them superpowers. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We didn't see people like this before the internet. Yeah. Can you say we did? No, I, I thought I was the kid. <laughs> until, until, like, I, you know, went off, you know, to different areas. Like, man, I'm no longer the kid. I'm just you were like, yeah, they um, would look at you really like you were rare. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like, kid. oh, it's like, oh, yeah, look at them. They, they, Another they, seven footer. Oh, sixth grade. No, 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 they, they look at me, it's like, oh, you must be a point guard. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the day and age you live in where yeah. being watched, the, the average male height within the next 100 years is going to be at least six. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. 
But um, yeah, it goes to show that there are some hidden gems in this world that just don't quite have the exposure. John is a hidden gem, ladies. Oh man! Hey, yo, relax. Jeez, that made me lose my whole train of thought. Listen, no, don't believe what he gems. said, okay? I am not a hidden gem. I am not a gem. I'm not a sapphire. I'm not nothing. I'm cold. <laughs> That's man. But it goes to show that if you look in the right place, you don't know what you might find. You could find a diamond in the rough or whatever that expression goes. No, yeah, diamond in the rough, yeah. Diamond in the rough. Right, right, yeah. But you could find people that... Or you just do what Bill Belichick does, just go to his local Walmart, hire a cashier, and they end up being Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I, swear, I, swear, I swear, that's what he does. Because half these guys I've never heard of in my life, you know, they do below average stats, and all of a sudden in the Super Bowl, they're, you know, five catches of 100 yards, two touchdowns. You never Bill know. Belichick is just a master. I, just I don't know. I hate him so much because he's the Patriots. I just want to say something. I saw, in terms of, since you speak about Bill Belichick, I saw that he had a. He had a. He had a, uh, what's it called? <laughs> he had a, uh, what's it called? He had a person come over. He had a person come over and, well, not come over. Okay, his recent stats, right? His stars, his wide receivers, some of them reach over 6-1, so to say. I mean, the only exception was Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss is considered a GOAT. Um, he is a goat. And it is between him and Jerry Rice. A goat. But uh, yeah, so the the stats were over six point one, right, or something. No, his receivers were at, did at least oh, reach all, over six one. Oh, so like majority like receivers. Six one. Edelman, Hopkins, okay. etc. And he made primetime numbers. He made he made something out of nothing. Yeah. Now I want to go to a topic real quick. Yeah, sure. Just real quick. I just want to know, people like Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. What makes you think, what makes you bring the analysis or question or thought process? Do you feel like every player needs to go to the combine to show their worth? Because players like Joe Burrow didn't do it, but nope. we're still holding him high. I don't. He just want a natty. He just want a natty, and he yeah. ran through competition. It's not like he was like, all right, well. He's just breezing by. He ran through I, the competition. Personally, I would recommend it to show what your best abilities are in each category, but it's not it's not mandatory because there's also the uh, what's it for each college um, senior day or yeah oh pro day pro day yeah pro day where they basically do the same things in a much more in a much more home environment, which is a big difference. You know, being home and being away and doing the same thing completely different. Yeah, you know where everything is you. You can feel each grass pedal, so they can do basically the same thing at Pro Day. But if you want more of an exposure, go to the draft combine, in my opinion, of course. I would have to agree with you on that. I mean, certainly if they don't want to do the combine, they have the option of the Pro Day. Yeah, and they don't even have to do the Pro Day. If, yeah. they, if they feel like they're automatically number one pick no matter what, they can save them their energy, save whatever, just relax. You could do you could do interviews. Go get drunk and yeah, <laughs> get yeah, money yeah, from yeah, OBJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we 
We are a Catholic school. We Hey the Catholics indulge in wine. Really? Point taken. But um that'll be it for the segment of the NFL. And we'll be back after our break with the NBA. We're gonna talk about King James, his recent performances. And we're going to talk about the small ball lineup for the Houston Rockets and how it's been hindering and benefiting them. See you guys soon. Yep. Hello, guys. Yeah, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're back it's from break. Sense. We're going on to the NBA. This is bad for you. The, uh, the most wonderful time of the year, so to say. Not, not just yet. We're still in the regular season. We haven't reached playoffs, but we're kidding. Hey, man. It's, it's not October. <laughs> oh, um. Shout out to October. Shout out to October, babies like myself. <laughs> Before we go to our main topic, I just have this side motion. Want to talk about? And I'm not sure if you saw it, Moose. Maybe because I feel like we have the same timeline. But there's this Hawks CEO that mentioned that he wants to delay the NBA opening. Yes, I saw that as well. Uh, so basically, Twitter's the same people as what we we're trying to say. Twitter's the same timeline. Yeah. No, but overall, if I'm correct, it wants to start it and ended two months later. Right. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to initially start in December. And end in like the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, like opening day would be Christmas. Imagine that, huh? That, that wouldn't be too. That shit would be kind of nice. Like maybe not opening day, but maybe like week two or three. Opening day on Christmas night. It sounds real nice. But like that's gonna throw off everything else, though. I feel. Cause if you push it back to start the NBA, is every other uh, is high school gonna push back? Is college gonna get pushed back? What's what's gonna happen? Well, I don't know. They're saying to do that to give the NFL their time or another sports to give their time to fully go instead of conflict. Yeah, all sports overlap. So um, baseball. Baseball really only has... Baseball has from, what, March, April? Like, like the majority... Like April to about... So yeah, April to October, about... November? Yeah. To, okay, well, we'll say September, you know? That's all baseball. And then, you know, you, have, you might have Olympics, but, like, in terms of major sports in, in America, they're just by themselves. They're chilling. What's my about? Basketball doesn't end until, uh... April. Oh, April. Yeah, like... Well, you got hockey. There's sports going on. This is not, like, a major... Okay, a I major mean, American... Yeah, you're not part of the Big Four. It's not an American sport. The Big Four. Yeah. No, I, I would consider hockey part of the Big Four. Yeah. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. I mean, you MLS is making a big move here in America, but I don't think it's as big as the other four. In terms of in terms of like you know popularity and you know viewing, it, just here in general, I know soccer or football. I was gonna put in the top four the MLS. I was thinking uh, college, honestly. I would throw college. Oh, I'm talking about college. professionally. Oh. Yeah, well, college is a whole different brand, but yeah. Got you, and um. Yeah, thanks for your input, guys. Uh, so you would not be in favor of having... I don't mind it at all. You wouldn't mind it. I don't mind it at all. What about you, Stephen? I don't mind it. It's just it's going to throw everything else in a rut. 
And then you, you're going to look at it like this. First, basketball is going to get pushed back. Then other sports are going to start changing when they're going to be able to, like when their season is going to be. And then if, if they start in December and they're ending in, I don't know. June. Yeah, June. When you guys are going to push the, so basically the, the draft. The draft gets pushed back I'm, even more. Actually, further. I'm very curious about that. Like, what if they do the draft, like, right before playoffs start? Oh. But, like, but like they don't play until the next season. I mean, then basically they're just going to be doing the same thing they've been doing at school. It's just working out, which I don't understand. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm just... Because it's not like, it's not like they're going to push... They're not going to be like, oh, guys, let's throw March Madness back a couple months so these kids could actually be, you know, in primetime shape once they hit the draft. And it's like, nah. So, I don't know. I feel like once there's, uh, there's more information on it, on how exactly, like, how it's going to affect everything else. That's the biggest. That's my biggest problem. It's just I don't. I I feel like it's a good idea. It's just more or less how is it gonna affect every other uh, every other sport that's surrounding it. I understand what you mean. Um, just like how you're saying with your idea, Stephen. Um, I don't support the change to December. Uh, like you said, uh, clamping up other sports. Uh, you have to pretty much push everything back. I think we spent a lot of our time used to that old schedule that we really don't want to see anything different. Why ruin something that fits? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, given the fact that, you know, there'll be more time for football, I mean, it won't change anything. It's just like, I mean, NBA not complaining right now that the XFL's going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you really feel like you're the prime, if you feel like you're the primetime sport, then you'll get primetime sport numbers no matter what sport is playing on. I understand, I understand. Now, um, business. Business is booming. Now we're going to go on to our main topic. Main topics. Uh, this weekend was LeBron James weekend. You know? They played two games. Still, these games are like just as important. Now, I mean, given his uh, recent stat lines and his performance... A lot of people are thinking or finalizing that he should be number one for the MVP race. No. Okay, why do you... Well, in my opinion, I don't think he's even top three. Okay. I currently, I in my humble opinion, I have him as fourth. I think, in, when it comes down to it, I don't think he's as valuable to the Lakers as, as Anthony Davis. Okay. And a lot of people might hate that, but I think, you know, yes, he does control the offense as he flows, but... I think on both ends, Anthony Davis does much more overall than LeBron James does. And honestly, I would, I, my number one right now is Luka. I have Luka one, Giannis two, Davis three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, is it because of the fact that he's in a, more of a playmaking role? Luka? No, uh, LeBron. No, yes, LeBron. No, no, not at all. Like, I, he's still, you know, he's still considered, you know, he's number two, arguably of all time. You know, I have, I have MJ as number one of all time. Simple, simple as that. LeBron is two for me. You know, maybe, maybe three if you want to throw in another name besides him. But I have him clearly as two. But I think that without LeBron James, the Lakers team wouldn't be as, as worse off as they would be without Anthony Davis. So pretty much what you're saying is 
last year before Andy Davis came to pretty much how the season would this season would have turned out. If he didn't pick up yes, somebody in my opinion, caliber. Yeah, because they did lose a lot of young, talented players that could have gone far with Le- LeBron James, but LeBron James didn't utilize them and they didn't perform. For for some reason, I'm not gonna get it last year. I'm talking about this year. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I can I'll bring up some numbers. Like LeBron James, you know, he's currently eleventh in scoring. He's at twenty five point seven points per game. He has seven point eight rebounds, which is twenty third. And in assists per game, he's leading the league with 10.7. That's fantastic. They're do- he's doing a great job. He deserves to be in an MVP conversation. Absolutely. But not number one. Not, not number one in my okay. opinion. And he also has 13 triple-doubles in 59 games. Congrats. And the Lakers, the three games that he's not been a part of, they're 2-1 and one without him. They beat an OKC and Golden State, but lost to the Nuggets. Now, in terms of, and I'll bring up, bring up Luka. Luka is currently averaging 28.5 points a game, which is 6 in the NBA. He has 9.4 rebounds, which is 19th, but that's the highest guard, like, because he's considered a shooting guard. He has more, he's averaging more rebounds than, first of all, LeBron James, who's 6'8", 6'9", built like a tank, runs like a cheetah. Um, he's, on par, he's actually doing better than some other power forwards. He's doing more than Russell Westbrook, you know, who's considered to be a ball hog in terms of rebounding. And assists per game, he has 8.7, which is fourth in the NBA. He has 14 triple-doubles in 51 games, which is, he basically averaged a triple-double every 3.6 games. And the, and the main thing is that the Mavs are currently 5-17 and 17 without him. That is terrible. Okay. Yeah. What? Did you hear that? No, no I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And like you can say like oh yeah but they, he does have Porzingis to help. Porzingis has been basically trashed with Luca. If if you look at his numbers, he he has nineteen point seven points per game, which is, has been has been his lowest. And I get it, you know this is his first season back, so he's trying to get the flow into things. He's averaging nine point four rebounds and only one point four assists. But then without Luca, which like I said, they're currently five and seventeen without him, and I think um, I can't remember this that. Never mind. Uh, without Luka, he's averaging 27.2 and 11.2 point, uh, rebounds a game. So for some reason, Porzingis can't work with Luka. I mean, this is this is Porzingis' first time ever playing with another star caliber athlete. But I, I get it, but at the same time, like you can't. When people say, "Oh, Luka has Porzingis," no, he doesn't. And LeBron has Davis. Davis is averaging 26.7, 9.4, and 3.1 assists. That's good numbers. Plus, like. Like, Przingis is not shooting the ball that well either. Like, if you look at Davis' number, Davis is close to 48% overall. Przingis is, like, in the low 40s. And Przingis, like, now he's starting to find, finally get into the groove of it the past, two, like, this past week. You know, he's been flowing into things, but he still hasn't shown to to me as much as as Luka, you know? And then, you know, and let's say 15 and 17. Let's say... Luca was part of all those games, right? Instead of 15-17, they went, you know, 11-11. They went 500 with him, right? That would put them to 45-20. and 20. That's battling for the second second seed in the West, which I think they're currently a game and a half behind the fifth seed. So that's a huge difference, in my opinion, on why, on why A, LeBron shouldn't be number one right now, First of all, if anyone should be number one that's not Luka, it should be Giannis. 
But the only reason I don't have Giannis is that they are insanely good. The Bucks, I mean, without Giannis. Currently, they got, they're first of all, they're 5-1 without, without Giannis. And I'll admit, the teams that they played have around a record of 4-10. Is that 5-1 with yesterday's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're currently 5 Wait, yes, no, Giannis played yesterday. I'm saying without Giannis. No, no I'm pretty sure. Isn't Giannis out for two games? No, no yeah. that was. Yeah, he's out. He's out today too. He was out yesterday. He's out today. Oh, uh, I'm. His right knee. I, I, I must have missed. I must have missed. What, whatever. So before yesterday's game, they were five and one without. And I'll admit, you know, the overall record is around four, four like forty-one percent, like winning, which is terrible. But they're you know still five one. Their offensive rating. Without Giannis on the court, goes from 115 to 119. They have the same amount of points per game when Giannis is not playing, and they only give up an extra three and a half more points when without Giannis playing. I understand. That's and you got it. And you know Giannis has put up fantastic numbers. Absolutely. But I think Luca should be much more in the conversation, if not number one, at least top three right now. Okay. Steven? So, uh, top three, Giannis. Well, I mean, I just wanted to know if oh. LeBron would be considered your number yeah. one contender no, not, for MVP battle. Number one, no, top. He's number two. I have a number two. Because, um, I don't know. Besides from what Moose was saying, I do feel like LeBron is way more important to the uh, to Lakers than uh, Anthony Davis. Um, they have no other primary ball handler that is actually as good as LeBron on that team. Um, like LeBron is thirty five and is still carrying a huge workload for himself. Um, Anthony Davis, don't get me wrong, he's a very young talent, but it's very easy to play to piggyback off of LeBron. We're not going to like that, isn't a thing. Like, uh, when Kyrie played with LeBron, Kyrie averages the most points per game there, and I'm pretty sure Anthony Davis is doing the same thing right now. He's, he's extremely efficient, and if I'm correct, around 4.3, 4.4 assists of LeBron's uh, uh, 10 points, whatever assists per game, go to Davis. See? So, that means that's a good 8 points that AD wouldn't have a game. 8 to 12 points. Yeah, so that puts him in right average person numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, Anthony, I mean... I still do feel like LeBron is a very big piece to that team. No, I'm, lose I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to be, you know, that they they wouldn't be, you know, worse in the league. I'm not saying that they will be best in the league without LeBron. I'm just saying that I think it hurts more to the Lakers with their lineup that they don't have Anthony Davis than if they don't have LeBron James. Okay. I, I mean, they have. Where you're going. Dwight Howard's playing amazing. Dwight Howard's playing amazing. Yeah, for him, yeah. All they really need him to do is to go out there and play his role, and he's been playing his role. They don't really need a like a big. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Andy Davis was set out a couple games, they still win. He set out 15 games, they'll probably win. I think 13 out of 15, in my opinion. I know it is. I think you guys are going on the right track, at least with your uh, analysis. I mean, yes, uh, Davis does have more weight. As opposed to LeBron in terms of uh, usage points, but um, pretty much Davis is pretty much handling the mismatches because I don't think there's anybody that could really guard him, at least down in the paint. I mean, he's doing there's the same there's thing. There's very few that can guard him consistently and make him work as much. So 
Yeah. And, but you can say the same thing with LeBron because LeBron, even at 35, is still one of the hardest drivers to, to guard, although I would keep forcing him to shoot jump shots and outside the paint. That's that's my mode. Let him let me let him beat me outside. If he hits twelve threes, he hits twelve threes, but that's not his game. His game is driving, get a foul call, dunking on someone, or complain that the foul wasn't called when there was great defense. That's yeah. been his MO for the past twelve years. And he's great at it. He is, he is. He's he's considered one of the greatest because of it. Um I still wouldn't me personally I wouldn't put him as a uh one contender. No. I mean, I put him in the maybe past three for pushing lucky. But I mean, I just see him go as a good game and pretty much go off the tear. Yeah, I mean, he played against Giannis, he played against the Sixers, he played against Kawhi, a healthy Clippers team that was 10 and 0 yeah, th- yeah. before going into that matchup. Yeah, so, and I believe the game was what, 113 103? Yes, 113 103. Yeah. It was apparently a really good game. I didn't see it because Barry doesn't give us the uh, games. I know it was out of Xfinity. That barely works either. It, it was a it was a really good game. Um, one thing to notice, uh, LeBron, uh, he had eighty five point seven percent from the free throw line, and I mean that's something that's really uh, of what in, of, in, of the yesterday's matchup. In, okay, so in one game. Yeah. Because I think he's still averaging like 70% free throw shooting, which is pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in terms of his caliber, like that. I realize 70% in my opinion is pretty good for LeBron because he's never been a good free throw shooter. He was shooter. certainly 60s. Yeah. You remember he was shooting, he used to shoot pretty bad from the free throw line. Yeah, no, he was still hey, 70 for, for him. Like 70 shouldn't be good for him. It shouldn't be. 70 is... But, like, con- that's considered great for big men. I mean, <laughs> that's considered average for guards. That's, no, that's considered below average for guards. A guard is considered to hit 80% minimum. Yeah, if you look at Chris Paul, all the great guards, you know, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, they shoot well over 80%, probably close to 85%. So his free throw percentage is just, his free throw percentage, in my opinion, is, Booker, is Dane, bad. Et cetera. Yeah, is bad. His defense. He has shown some good signs of defense, yes, but I don't think he plays consistently enough defensively. Okay. And I think that's another big issue that people don't look at. And that's like a stat that doesn't show, but I, I think that's where Anthony Davis has more value. Defensively, he shows it on both ends, and he, you know, that, that's why he's actually been a, a runner for Defensive Player of the Year, because of what he does defensively and everything. But LeBron doesn't do that consistently. He takes a lot of plays off defensively, and then he has a lot of people backing him up so he doesn't look as bad. But every time he looks bad, he gets an easy layup. He blames someone else for not being outside when he got blown by. Yes, there are some moments in which LeBron does have a lazy defense, as we would call it. What do you call it, no lazy def- defense? No, it's no defense. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of moments in which he does showcase that. But I mean, given his tenacity and strength, he does have some points that are really, really uh, good to him. And he shows it through his team, he shows it through his assists, shows it through his driving tenacity to win the game. And I don't know. O- overall, I don't think... I just don't see him as number one. Overall, yeah. Besides that, I don't think overall we should give a player 
an automatic bid because he had three really great games. And I'll admit, you know, 36 and what and average a double double with 36 and like over 13 rebounds, if I'm correct. And like he almost got a triple double in both games. I think he had like nine and nine. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, that could be off by a couple of numbers here and there. But yeah, he really performed these past two games. Absolutely. Yes, but if, 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 if we're going to do that, then obviously he will still be behind James Harden, who had a streak of 40-plus games as of nothing, even though his shooting percentage was pretty bad. And then Damian Lillard, who was the most unguardable player for half a month, almost three weeks. I so it, it's got to be overall season and overall record. I think it's just those different type of play styles. But, but still, it, it, we can't just give, you know... You can't just be expecting someone to be automatic number one MVP because they had a handful of great games back to back. I mean, we thought the same with James Harden. We thought the same with Damon Lillard. No, I, mean, I, I did. Because James Harden is currently fifth right now because yeah, he is arguably the best offensive scoring threat, but his defense is so detrimental and it hurts so much to the Rockets. That's what his offense isn't made up for. Yeah, but it's but I don't I can't consider someone. That doesn't play defense and MVP. So you would consider MVP how it is, the most all-around person? Yes. The person who the, changes the best the player on the team. most. Yes, the best player on the best team. That's that's always what it's been, but also someone that without them, they drop traumatic, traumatically. They drop the most dramatic in terms of record and performance. Fair enough. That should, that's how it should be. Uh, next topic. The Rockets pretty much gave up their all-time, not all-time, pretty much their number one big man, the the one-two to the James Harden offense, for Robert Covington, and that pretty much created the a... The best 6-6 center of all time. <laughs> the best, um, I'm sorry, not best, a different option that created them to go... With a small ball, quote-unquote, lineup. Now, given the fact that, I'm not sure if you see the recent games or not, but in general, do you think that, how big is that a problem for them? Small ball? Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been working. It allows, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's not like the same small ball that the Warriors used to run. It's kind of more like they the, kind of don't have a choice. The Warriors, the Warriors have, like, a traditional big still. Yeah. Like, they're running right now. They have Tucker play the five sometimes. They have Covington play the five sometimes. But I mean, it's smart to have Tucker play the five because of the uh, mismatches. Not mismatches, but the switches. I mean, their strategy is not wrong at all. Like, I like it. I like what they're doing. I thought it was going to be a bad idea. I don't see Trady Clint Capella. They proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the small ball is really working for them. Uh, whatchamacallit, who's been playing very well out of the small ball is uh, actually Westbrook. Westbrook's stats have definitely increased since the trade of a uh, well. I, don't know, I wouldn't say they increased, but his his numbers have been looking very pretty good these past uh, say a couple of weeks. I would agree with you on that. Um. So I mean, personally, I feel like they they made the right decision. They don't need a big using a big is just going to slow them down. They're already a fast paced team. You got two fast guards in James Harden and uh and Russ Westbrook. You got two guards that are already that are ball dominant and need the ball in the hand. So them needing finding you have the way. Two-way players and PJ Tucker and, and Eddie House, yeah, Harris? Daniel Harris, House, sorry, Daniel yeah. House. And I mean, yeah, they basically they have the pieces that they need to like get 
what they want to get done done but in all like reality I was in a zone what type of zone you recommend what a 3-2 zone right? it beats me I'm just going to run a 7 footer I'll, I'll throw a 1-3-1 one, one in there and just have a 7 footer sit right at the bottom okay what are you going to do you, I'm not wasting his he's not getting tired he's not chasing around the guard if you guys run the zone to perfection we're going to be looking like the Mavericks and Oh, if house. Yeah, 2010, 2011. That's when they, that's when they beat Miami with the. 2011, 2012, 2012, No, it was 10 11. Yeah. So they beat, yeah, they beat Miami with the. That was the year they, they pulled out the zone. So, yeah, so I feel like oh. if a team could use a zone, I feel I like the zone so is probably much. the biggest way to, to beat the, the Rockets. Because as soon as you take them off the board, they're just going to be stuck. I mean, I think we're going to The Rockets ain't going to go far in the playoffs, anyways. That's a, that's a what, are, what are your thoughts about the small ball line defense? Uh, I mean, it might work now, but in the playoffs, when teams actually play defense, which is a known fact, it's going to hurt them a lot more. And it's going to hurt them offensive rebounding-wise. It's going to hurt them defensive rebounding-wise. It's It might work short-term. Long-term, no, it's not going to work at all. It might not help them with a second-chance point as well. No, it's not going to help at all. Because I, I think one of the most recent things was uh, – Christoph Porzingis in the match when the Bands beat the Rockets. And at the end of the game, when you know they had to bring in PJ Tucker as their center, Porzingis got one of the easiest offensive rebounds to help seal the game away. Uh yeah. And they lost. And they lost that game because they couldn't grab a rebound. And you know, then they had a foul. I believe Luca made clutch free throws. Simple as that. And it's not just it's not just West. West is might be the is West wouldn't even be the hardest matchup because in the East you have big men like Giannis, you know you have Joel Embiid. You know I don't know how far he's gonna get. You have Bam Adebayo. You have let's say we put the worst West team that's making the playoffs right now, which is what or the Magic. Vucevic. No, no, Magic's East. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm that's what I meant in the East to go against the Rockets. Vucevic is gonna dominate with 20 rebounds in the before the start of the fourth quarter. It's I just know. big men. And then if you go into if you go into West, uh, not Giannis, but Anthony Davis, you know on the Lakers, Anthony Davis, Javale McGee, Dwight Howard coming off the bench. The Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. Well, Marcus Aldridge, who the Spurs might not make the playoffs, I kind of want them to make the playoffs. You have Jokic with the Nuggets. You have um, big man from Clippers. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Andre, I'm sorry, Clippers, right? Clippers, arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow. Arrow and Zubak. Yeah. It's it's gonna be tough for them in the playoffs, and it might work short term because that's how their offense is. But when people start playing more defense, and it's about not just scoring, but maximizing the amount of time you have the ball in your hand, it's gonna hurt them. I understand what you're saying. Oh, and also the Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert. Seven one, yeah. PJ Tucker's gonna do a great job there. <laughs> I see what you mean, guys. It's, um, not, it's not gonna work. We're gonna go on our second break of the uh, stream, and we're gonna get back to you with soccer. We're gonna talk about the Hall of Fame inductees that the Premier League is trying to incorporate now, and we're gonna talk about a Corona outbreak. Mm -hmm. Never mind, don't worry about it. And 
and we will be back, guys. And welcome back. And welcome back to the Sports Debate. Jonathan Dominique. I'm with Stephen Wordy and Jonathan, Mr. Miss Nunez. But you guys already know what's going on around here. It's time for soccer. Yo. Yes, sir. Yo, yo. Listen, uh, Stephen. There's been some news of the Premier League having their whole own Hall of Fame. What are your thoughts about that? Um, They're going question. to include two they different inductees. Won't they be the first, uh, the first like league to do it themselves? Right? As far as not, as far as I know, yes. Well, I mean, this is pretty big. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent that goes throughout the. They're they're thinking of two inductees, and I just wanted to know, well, your opinion about the whole idea in general, but I also want to know about two inductees. What are the two inductees? You pick. Oh, who might two inductees be? Yeah. Playing. If you were to past, present, dead, alive. All right. Um, two inductees. Offer it. Wayne Rooney. Okay. Um, I feel like you already. I feel like that, that. There's nothing that needs to be explained. Obviously. Automatic. It's just Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's done so much for the Premier League. He's done so much for England. Um, number two. Uh, Chicharito. <laughs> Anywho. Zlatan. Um. We can go with uh, uh, Thierry Henry. You see, I don't like your choices. Thierry Henry. Because those are, those are also my choices. Oh. I, was first, ho- the, I was hoping you didn't want to say Henry. I was thinking, I was like, uh, should I really say Henry? But I put my pride to the side, you know. And I was like, let me say Thierry Henry. You put Petter Crouch in there, too. Petter Crouch, you put Petter Check. With his, with his helmet, maybe. I feel some, like I should. I feel like, yeah, you know, there's a lot more people out there that you yeah, know, there's, there's there's look at. David Gerard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Gerard. Tomato, Is tomato. It Gerard or Gerard? It's English, dog. Gerald. The English say things differently. <laughs> uh, I definitely agree with uh, your standings. Wayne uh, Rooney definitely has a. Hmm? No, I'm just talking myself up. I'm sorry. Wayne Rooney definitely has a. Premier League history impact that I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody in their right minds could debate it. Could debate or forget about forever in their hearts. I mean, shoot, he almost you seen the he almost had a free kick against uh, an FA Cup. Yeah, that was during the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Or this and, week. The, yeah, yeah, in uh, Old Trafford. Who was that? Ramos. Yeah, 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 Ramos. Yeah. Romero. 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 Yeah, Sergio Romero. He stopped it. Yeah, yeah they almost went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's the goalie. Because they don't, I don't know, they don't use the head no more. Oh, you don't have to mute me. That's kind of disrespectful. Because, yeah. So. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I think it's a great Oh, idea. another one. Sorry, forgot. Go ahead. Sir Alex Ferguson definitely deserves to be in the uh, yeah, Premier League all of him. I mean, or we just I, 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 I just want to... I'm pretty sure this was players, but if you want to include coaches, definitely like Sir Alex. You already right, right, know they're going to throw. They're going to end up throwing coaches in there. It's like it's just inevitable. It's undebatable. Yeah. So listen, I feel like you have all these great choices, and I mean. Yeah, you couldn't think of two other ones. What's the odds? 
I'm sorry you <laughs> took at least Henry off me. Oh, Given my French history, Henry? you would... Uh, listen. All I have to say is... Those are some good choices. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, since we're on the penalty, can I, uh, can I talk about how... Uh, Alright, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Talk about what you want. You're not muted. Manchester is blue. Ironic. I mean, my, my red, fault. My red. fault. It is red. It's red. no longer blue. Manchester's red. Manchester's red is no longer blue. You know, shout out uh, Manchester United. Can they win over Man City? Hey, City. And, um, yeah. Takes me, uh. They won 2 0 against, uh, of course, City. I mean, I, I think. The double uh, over. For Fernandez, I'd, uh, had an amazing game. What, what did you say? Did you see, did you see Fernandez tell Pep to shut up? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was beautiful. I was like, yes, talk your talk, young fella. Talk your talk, my talk friend. Your talk, talk your talk, young yourself. fella. Glad I didn't say it like that, but hey, <laughs> talk your talk, young fella. Um, what else? Another big thing. Well, we just lost uh, Bergwin the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, we're not making anything for the next couple of years. Who's we talking on? Yeah. Sucks. Sucks having your top three scores out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish, you know. Yeah. Maybe if I was a bandwagoner, I'd probably have an elite team already, right? Dang. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Dang. I wonder who is that directed towards. Mm. Yeah, Ale Perry. Ale Perry. I could defend myself, but I'm muted. That's the problem. What you want to say, Moose? Uh, he's probably talking about me. I'll just pick whatever team I think is good. You know, I only know three, which are Barcelona, Madrid, and Manchester City. And whoever won the championship, I would say I'm a fan of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Quick topic, quick topic. Out of blue. Manchester City lost three games in four days. Because they're trash. I'm sorry, not Manchester City. Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool. Finally. And they won against Bournemouth the other day, 2-1. Yeah, and they lost to Watford the day before that. Well, I don't know, the, the game before that 3 0, which made it I was. You know, no, that would started their losing streak. Then they lost, yeah. Oh, and then they lost in whatchamacallit, too. Yeah, they lost in uh, Champions League. UCL. Mm, yeah, this is amazing for me. You know, at this point, I'm just trying to scrape the ball for the little bit of happiness. I oh, no, no, no. Play. It was the Cup. They lost against Chelsea. Yeah, they lost against in Chelsea. In FA Cup? Yeah, the FA Cup. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah they lost against had Chelsea. They the FA Cup, huh? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Lost to Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool's losing. I'm trying to find any sliver of happiness that I can with this season. <laughs> fair know? enough, fair enough. I'm not going to make UCL. Are we? Nah, we're going to, yeah. Unless we, we sweep these next game. I think there's only one game left in the season. Unless we win and the whole world just goes through a hellhole and... You guys still gonna win. It might right? happen with yeah. You guys still gonna win your title, but I mean. What title? Premier League title. Ooh. Liverpool. Okay, because I was gonna talk about their trouble. That they lost mean? pretty much their trouble with the FA Cup. They lost their trouble. Yeah. Oh, trouble. Because if they would have won, yeah, they would have won the trouble. Yeah, but then they did this last year too, when they were they were so they were literally like right there from the trouble. They folded. Yeah. They, they just couldn't let us win. Lord Jesus. <laughs> and I, I just want to go to the other topic that we have in hand. Um, 
coronavirus. I mean, ever since this became a pandemic, soccer, UEFA, FIFA, they decided to ban the uh, handshaking that's been so common in the history of soccer in order to just let teammates or enemies or opponents fight each other. I mean, question, you saw some of the games, right, after the outbreak? Yeah, I saw it like they're like, like kicking like ankles. It was very awkward. Yeah, do they even have kids go out there anymore? I don't know. I mean, I remember seeing I kids. I know they're gonna start watching McCall soon. Fans are gonna be out. Yeah, I think fans are already out. Actually, in some leagues, fans are already yeah, out. Yeah, the UCL for Perry and uh, Dortmund. They're they're not gonna have any yeah, fans so as far fans as I are know. Out. So UCL is already impacted by that. So, I mean, hey man, they're gonna play behind closed doors. Yeah, uh, you gotta keep the kids healthy. Basically, Those are your um, money makers. Oh, I'm sorry, was I muted? So yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because series on. Series A was uh, suspended. They, yeah, they suspended all games until April third due to the outbreak. So it's actually hitting. It's hitting hard. Yeah, there's my uh, knowledge of soccer. I'll catch on later. <laughs> Thank you. You don't have to mute me. Oh my gosh. Okay, Moose is unmuted. All right. Thank you. Listen, I mean, I think it's nice that they took precaution, especially with this disease, to prevent the spread of it. I mean, not only are they doing this band of fans in soccer, they're also doing this in the NBA as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying right. to implement it, yeah. that he won't play if there's no fans. Mm -hmm. But it shows that it's a big impact, and I mean, it's kind of weird for them to have it, especially in soccer, in which you have to... Pick with a person if they fall, you know, to show respect. Um, oh, the biggest thing, right? You're having this pandemic, right? What's going to happen during celebrations? Are you guys not going to touch each other, jump over each other? One, mm -hmm. one of your players score a screamer. You're not going to jump over him like a dog? It's, I feel like it's more or less touching the other players. Like, that's what they're worried about, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because of all the other contact. Like, you see the picture of Klopp. Yeah. When um he was getting off the plane and mm -hmm. he didn't shake the guy's hand, but the guy's hand was clearly on like on the handle part of the oh, suitcase yeah, and then he yeah, grabbed I saw it. That on Twitter, yeah. So he yeah. he basically gave him an elbow five and it was like thank you and like he was saying like oh I'm so smart, grabs the handle. And then yeah, mm -hmm. just basically still got whatever he thought he was gonna avoid fairly. Just, just wash your hands, people. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, safety precaution is uh twenty seconds of hand and soap. And pretty much avoid as much contact as you can. Just, just seeing their main part of Rick Ash is never going to give you up. It's, no, seriously, that takes 20 seconds. If you do it right. You can sing and dance too. I mean, yeah, obviously, you don't have to do the dancing part, but if you need a timer and you don't want to be touching anything else, just seeing Rick Ashley is never going to give you up. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are just some of the. Also, sign down non sports related. Why are we, um, hand sanitizer is being sold for like 50 bucks now. So, what's it called? That's just like, um... Capitalism, that's like... Inflation. It's like, remember when they were selling like gallons of water for like $50? During the hurricane season, yeah. yeah. That's how they're trying to make some money. Yeah. It's inflation. That's... That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, inflation. No problem. But, um, that's crazy. So, it just... It just goes to show how crazy it is, you know, um... I mean, a lot of the uh, 
Even something like this that's expected over 106 countries, I believe, 106 individuals and countries, it just shows that it can even impact the game that we love watching almost every day. Crazy. But listen, guys, what are your plans for the weekend? Well, for the weekend, just get back into the school schedule, which is going to suck a lot. Coming, back, coming out of spring break, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, going to be dog-sitting this weekend for my parents. They have a wedding. Thankfully, oh. I wasn't invited, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Why? Why are you so happy to not be invited? I don't know. I don't want to be at a wedding. I'm going to be real with you. I'm 100. I don't want to be at a wedding. I'm saying that. Weddings take, we take a lot of time out of, exactly. the, out of the day. Yeah. So I'm dog sitting for my, t- for my parents, my two doggos, Sophie and Buddy. Yeah. What breed are they? Uh, both Labradors. Uh, Sophie is a chocolate. Uh, Buddy is a black Labrador. They're both adorable. So what buddy, did you say buddy, the first one was? Chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah, chocolate Labrador. Oh. Yeah, that's why you yeah. I thought you were going to say the next one was vanilla or something. <laughs> ha! Good one. Ha ha ha! What about you, Steve? You got anything planned? Anything for this Besides weekend? adjusting to the schedule that this you chose? Is there anything? I don't think anything important is happening this weekend. So, no, I don't think uh, I have anything for this weekend but um i would like to shout out shout out the style bender uh izzy adesanya for mm-hmm. uh beating you're talking about that ufc matchup yes sir ufc 248 yes sir shout out izzy adesanya for uh beating joel romero i want to talk about Five that match. let's not talk about the match because that match is real boring yeah. up until the fifth yes round. huh no 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 the match is real boring <laughs> don't don't like try to, don't don't try to you know to uh, to uh, sugarcoat it. We watch we watched the man go the whole first round and he went through two punches. He went through two hits. My fault. Through right, two. Listen, listen, listen. Oh wait, are we talking about the fight that there's a Twitter clip that saying uh, when you and your homeboy are trying a new fighting game and you guys don't know the controls? That's pretty much the first. Were they like round. Were they basically yeah. one round? Yes, yeah. yes. That's okay. Okay. That's, okay. It was. I watched the highlights because I was I, I I watched highlights and I wasn't even happy. I didn't want to watch the highlights. That's how bad it was. Did you watch the Wailing and the Anderson match? Is it the girls? Yeah. No, but no, I, I heard uh, everybody, like, everybody. Everybody was saying like, "Yo, like the girls was just like amazing." I saw the girls. She was like busted. Uh, they called her Mega Mind, bro. <laughs> Somebody said, "Did you guys? You guys just watched Crazy Carly Dog?" Yeah. You guys remember the slab episode? Which um, episode? The slab. Return the slab. Return the slab. Oh yeah, that's what they were saying that she looked like. Yeah, that was, that was I hate how accurate that sounds. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out Stopbender. Next person he'll probably be going for. He's going to win. I don't isn't, it, isn't it Peter Carlos? He hasn't. I'm not sure who he, he called out somebody immediately after the interview. I know. Whatchamacallit, uh... Some some guy called him out honestly after the match too, talking about he was running away from the fight. But his strategy is impeccable. If you're a champion, why am I going to be the aggressor? Sure. What I got to lose? What I got? Well, I mean, I do. But what do I have to gain by you know being the aggressor? 
that's you're just gonna sit there and not throw a punch, and I'm just gonna sit there and not throw a punch too. Right. Like that. Izzy gave him the finger mid uh, midway through the fight. I like that too. So he's a character. Well, guys, this is the end of the road. Oh, just for this week. Just for this week. Yeah. Just for this week. Just for this Monday. Guys, thank you for your time and cooperation. It, it has been fun for this week. Listen, I wish everybody that's listening a happy week. We will see you guys next Monday. And we will continue to have a good time here in sunny Miami Shores, Florida. Yes, sir. Ski. Can you imagine if we go outside and it's just pouring rain? Uh, I wouldn't. I would believe it. We'd all believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like perfect timing. It's like, it's like ah, oh, yeah, sunny Miami. Miami. Yeah, so Miami is known for it's also bipolar weather. And guys, that's it. You guys have a good one. Laters. <laughs>